everything my family, my close friends, team, and clients receive is an overflow of the energy that I create for myself. It's important that I am well-fueled and energized to be able to go after what I want in life. Without the right energy, I can't do the things that I want. I can't solve big problems. I can't grow. Each and every one of you listening to this, whatever time of the day you're listening, will be at a certain energy level. And I want you to score yourself on a scale of zero to 10. I'm currently recording this at half 10 at night. My energy at the moment is a nine out of 10. My energy is a nine out of 10. I've had a very busy day. I've recorded multiple podcasts. I've had client consulting calls. I've shot up three hours of content. I've spent time with my kid, spent time with my wife. I've answered a bunch of emails and questions, but my energy is still great. And this is not to brag. It's how I manage my energy throughout the day. It's the activities that I have in my day that take my energy from a five, which it was later on, to a seven. It's the activities that take it from a seven to a nine that allow me to operate at a very high level. And I want to break down some of those activities for you today so that you can at least take these ideas, plug them into your own life, raise your own frequency, raise your own energy levels, and operate at a higher level. I have three intentions with my life, three intentions that I want every person to experience when they meet me. Here they are. I want to shift people's state. When I have a conversation with you or you listen to my work, I want it to shift your state. I want it to make you realize that you're underperforming and that you could be performing at a much better, cleaner, and happier level than you currently are right now. I want to shift your perspectives. I want to raise your level of consciousness to make you aware that, hey, I've got more control over my life than I think I have. And number three, I want to inspire you to take action and go after your dreams. So doing all of this takes up an enormous amount of energy. I'm not going to lie. I use up a lot of energy, but I also know how to replace it. As Einstein said, energy can neither be created nor destroyed. It can only be converted into one form or into another. So I want to share with you how I create it. Now, before I go into this, guys, we're around about three months into the podcast, and I am over the moon with the messages, the WhatsApp messages, the emails, the Instagram DMs that I've been receiving from all of you. And I just want to say a massive thank you. And for those of you that have left me a review, genuinely, when I read those, it it's just really refreshing and it warms my heart. And I, I genuinely really value your feedback and I really want to use it to shape something that is a church for you, that something you can tune into that literally lifts your soul lifts your mind, and really just gives you comfort in every area of your life and really encourages you to push through the chaos that we all experience on a daily basis, whether it's in business, with team members, with money, with finance, with relationships, all of that stuff. I really want it to be a refuge and a beacon of hope for all of you. So if you haven't left a review, please take some time after this just to maybe take two or three minutes just to put it down. It would mean the world to me. Now, let's get back into this. It's important to talk about the threats to your energy. And I'm going to run through these really quickly. The first one is boredom. 
Boredom will kill your energy. The second one is burnout. Now there's a massive difference between boredom and burnout. You are not burnt out if you can still go on social media and browse. You are not burnt out if you can still get back to emails. I often speak to people that tell me they're burnt out and they need to go on holiday. When you're burnt out, you can't go on holiday. The fact of the matter is, you're most likely bored. You're doing stuff that's not fulfilling, you haven't delegated, and you're just doing stuff that's mundane that doesn't inspire you. Procrastination is another energy killer. You know it takes up way more energy thinking about the thing than actually doing the thing? And the longer you procrastinate, the less of you is available to actually complete the thing down the line. So understand that procrastination compounds. The cost of inaction compounds. Hanging around the wrong people. I am very selective with who I spend time with. I am very selective with who I communicate with. I am very selective with who I socialize with. There are certain times where I'm invited, invited to social occasions with people that I do not want to be around, that I know when I'm in their company, I'm not going to relate to the conversation. The conversation is going to be full of sarcasm or little digs here and there, or it's just going to be very hard for me to provide input. And of course, my moral compass kicks in and goes, Phil, just be a nice person, go along with it. But I'm on a mission. I've got a responsibility to impact and serve others and be at my best. And I have to be careful with my energy. And that is the main point that I really want to express throughout the purpose of this podcast is that if you have a mission to serve the world and serve yourself, you have got to guard your energy because your life depends upon it. Browsing on social media uses up a ton of energy. You know you're wasting energy when you're consuming and you're not creating. If you want to build energy and you want to increase energy, create, don't consume. The only stuff that you should be consuming is high quality information from people that are inspiring and people that you want to model. Pornography, man, this is for you. Pornography will kill your energy. It will create unrealistic expectations in your mind of what sex should be like. And it also gives you access to something that's quite difficult and challenging to actually access in real life. And it actually retrains your whole entire system to expect it there and then whenever you want. It deconditions you. It shrinks your power. Don't use it. Avoid it. And last but not least, lying. Believe it or not, lying kills your energy because you have to create a false persona to keep up. More lies, more lies, and more lies to keep up with the lies that you originally told. No such thing as a white lie either. So be very, very mindful of those energy drinkers. And I want to go into a list. I've actually listed down 20 conscious raising activities. I call them conscious raising, act, uh, raising activities because that's what they actually do. They raise your level of consciousness and they improve your performance. They, they bring you energy. They give you energy. Here they are. Number one, time alone to yourself to recharge. And ideally, that should be time alone either in nature or in your home environment somewhere where you find that you can rest and pause and contemplate on the direction of your life. Almost call it a meeting with yourself. If you're not taking time out to think about the direction of your life every single day, you're going to drift. Number two is time in nature with other men or other women. I like to fish. I like to shoot. And I've actually just started to like going for a hike or going for a walk. Sometimes on my own, sometimes with somebody else. 
But doing that in the middle of your day is a great way to break procrastination and drive creativity. And number three is being open to receiving. Guys, this is especially important or for the women that are listening who are slightly more on the masculine side, always going after something, always hunting, always trying to kill something, hunt a deal, implement, 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 and just drive is going to tire you out. You have to be open and receptive to receiving. It's a different gear to the hunting a deal down, going after it, implementing at all costs. That energy can serve you, but it can also kill you. And understand that there's a completely different gear shift that needs to happen and that will benefit you when you open yourself to receiving. Sleep. I get at least seven to eight hours of sleep a night. Here's a couple of quick things on sleep. Silk bed sheets. I know it sounds uh, incredibly opulent and incredibly extra. Put silk bed sheets on your bed and let me know how it goes. Also, memory foam mattress and also pillow. Your sleep quality will go through the roof. Make sure that your room is completely dark and the temperature is relatively cool. I use an app called Sleep Cycle where I can see when I go to bed, how much sleep I'm getting, and I can also keep on track of my snoring and stuff like that. That has really worked well for me. I am never, ever tired. I always get seven hours of sleep a night. Number five is reading and consuming great material. Material that's going to shift your perspectives, expand your thinking, and also help you learn from other people's lives. Six, great quality music. I listen to everything from sax right the whole way through to house music, right the whole way through to country music, right the whole way through to classical, lo-fi. I've got a range of different types of music for different moods that I'm in. I work really, really well with lo-fi and classical music. I like driving to the likes of country and western, Luke Combs, uh, right the whole way through to some Injuna Deep stuff. That's what I love. I've got a whole range of music, right the whole way through to like Sestili Dan and great rock bands. This one's going to surprise you. A couple of these are a little bit controversial. Wine. Here's my take on alcohol. I've never had a problem with alcohol. I've never grown up with alcoholic parents, so I don't have an unhealthy relationship with it or I don't have a fear of it. I never get drunk. I always drink just to a certain point and then I switch to 0% beer or whatever it is to carry me through the rest of the night. I have a deep fascination of how wine is made, where it comes from, and the story behind it. For those of you that don't know, I was a dietitian by trade, so I have a profound interest in how food is made and manufactured and how it goes from farm to fork. And this year, I'm going to do my Somali certification. I just think it's a really interesting topic. It's a really good skill to have. It's a sophisticated skill to have, especially when you're amongst a steam company. And usually in a steam company, a lot of people value wine and the finer things in life. And it's just a great thing to, to know about. I would also say the same for great coffee as well. I'm a, a big coffee nerd. Whenever I go to a particular country, I always try and find a specialist coffee shop. And I really just savor the experience because there's a lot of time and thought put into it. At fasting, I am a big believer in fasting. I do a lot of intermittent fasting. I eat, generally speaking, 
two meal two meals a day, uh, Monday to Friday, and then on Saturday I usually have uh, one big meal in the evening and two meals on Sunday, a big lunch and a relatively sized dinner. But I fast from usually three o'clock is my first meal of the day during the week. I then have another one at eight o'clock at night. And I usually have the first meal at around 20% of my calories and the larger evening meal around about 80% of my calories. And then I don't eat again. I train in the morning fasted and my brain works better. I can just operate at a higher level. I use caffeine. I don't tend to go over like three cups of coffee a day. I use caffeine responsibly. And also when you're fasted and you use it, it just hits your brain significantly better. You can use it, but you can also abuse it. I don't use energy drinks or anything of the sort. I just use real natural coffee. Works great. Um, Exercise. I mean, you just feel great after exercising, after challenging yourself. I use exercise to kind of mimic tough things in my life. If I know that I can push myself slightly harder than I did the day before, I'm winning at life. I'm increasing my ability to handle and tolerate and deal and overcome stress. Uh, number 11, cold and hot therapy. I've shared this before, but hot yoga, saunas, ice baths, incredible. Um, really, really, really useful. Thir- 13, uh, great sex. i really taking time to have a sex night with my wife. I shared that on the last podcast and really understanding that you need to connect both physically and energetically to your other half. Uh, cooking, I love doing stuff that takes my mind off business. You know, somebody asked me at one point, when do you not think about business? I love business. It's a really high value of mine. I talk about it all the time. And I said, when I'm having sex, when I'm barbecuing, and when I'm drinking wine or having a cigar. And they said, well, that's when you're present. And I went, you know what? You're so right. Because most of the other time I'm planning about the future, thinking about like how something's performing or overanalyzing something. And I call these, you know, activities like churches. They're like where you go to get refuge or rest or escape the the stuff that you're normally doing. So I just find that really, really interesting. Number 15 is journaling. I love journaling. Now, I, I don't do it every single day. I don't have routines that interfere with my happiness. I don't have routines that, you know, if I don't do them, I, I feel guilty. My routines serve me, not the other way around. And I would really encourage you to think the same. Your routines should serve you. They should add value to you. They should not jeopardize you. If you wake up in the morning and you don't want to train, don't train. Go and prioritize the thing that's on your head. If you wake up in the morning and you needed to get extra sleep and you need to take 15 minutes to journal, journal later on in the day. Don't be afraid to move this stuff around. Number 16 is prayer. I'm a big believer in praying and having faith. And, you know, if if you haven't prayed in a while, I would really encourage you to pray to your higher power, whatever it is. And I'll share inside some on my belief and my faith. And, you know, I came from a, a very strict Christian household. And I was brought up with 10 commandments, go to church and all of that kind of stuff. My beliefs have radically changed because the way that religion was presented to me was, was really confusing and it didn't serve me. And 
I went and looked into theology. I went and looked into psychology and a lot of the ologies to really just try and define what life was meant to mean. And I came up with my own meanings. I came up my, with my own understanding and I've committed to living through that. But there is still very much a deep faith in a higher power, a collective consciousness and everything else, which I'll share in due course. But having that faith and knowing that God has got a great purpose for you in your life, a bigger purpose than what you're doing right now, a reason and a meaning for all the chaos that you have got in your life right now, is just a beautiful thing to hold in your mind and hold in your heart to know that there is a guiding force, there is a guiding power there that ultimately wants to serve you. And whatever way you frame that, whether it's in a religion or whether it's in a oneness, it's just very just crucial to guiding you towards your truth. Number 17 is putting myself in tough situations. I like to do something tough every single day because I know when I come out the other side, I'm stronger and I'm wiser. Number 18 is I have days that are planned and I have days that are unplanned. The days that are planned give me structure. The days that are unplanned actually train me to be comfortable with no control. So if you've known me for a while, you'll know I'm pretty down the middle, fiery, CEO, structured individual. Whenever things are unplanned for me, it's like chaos. But in order for me to become a better entrepreneur and a better human, I've got to be comfortable with the polarities of things that are unplanned. So it's very important. Um, number 19, and this is going to sound crazy, but it's buying things that make me feel uncomfortable. Buying things that are expensive. It might be an investment. It might be a car. It might be a property. But it's something that goes, okay, I've just created a void. I've now got to create a reason to replace it. I've now got to work a little bit harder. I've created a hole in my pocket. I've, I've got to fill this. Now, I, my rule for buying things is very simple. If you can't buy it twice, don't buy it. But I love emptying my bank account. I love the commitment that comes with, hey, I'm committing to this purchase. It's big, it's uncomfortable, but I'm in. It fits the identity that I want to step into. And number 20, this is massive. It's gratitude, but it's having an attitude of gratitude towards things like they're new. So let's just say you've listened to this podcast. You've listened to a few of them, but you take a new attitude of this is the first time that I've heard Phil Graham. I've got a newfound attitude for these insights. When you go and meet your partner tonight, your kid, this is the first time that I'm meeting them. When you wake up in the morning, this is the first morning that I've got alive. This is the first breath that I've taken. When you go and meet your first client, this is the freshest opportunity for me to show my worth to this client or really care for them. When you go to exercise, I've got full functionality of all my limbs. When you approach life with that, just that fresh attitude of gratitude every day, like, it's just amazing how your take on life just radically improves. You know, one of the most powerful things about being a human is that 
with every breath, you can begin again. Hey, I really hope this podcast has taught you something that you never knew before. I really want to challenge your thinking and expand what you believe is possible for you and your life. And I would really love your feedback. If you're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube, it would really mean the world to me if you could just go and leave a review, click like, and a comment around what you love about this podcast. This gives me the feedback to know that I'm doing a good job, and it also gives me the credibility to go to the best in the industry in entrepreneurship, personal growth, finance, and just pure life wisdom to dissect their thinking and share the lessons with you. If you like my style, how I talk and how I dissect things and how I think, then this channel is going to be a valuable resource in helping you live life on your terms. And I want to make sure that it is the best possible material that you can put in between your two ears every single day. It would really mean the world to me.